when we look at the atonement uh, outside of the amazing spiritual healing that provided, we almost dilute how important it is and how precious it is. When the high priest went in, it was nothing but a spiritual thing of forgiveness and being to right standing with the Lord. Michael Mahan, Bridge Family, episode 10, guys. I know it doesn't it doesn't seem like it should be episode 10, but it is episode 10. We are live. What's Justin Edwards. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, I can see you very well on the screen. We're doing some updates on our end, and that's very cool. We're trying to make it better for you guys. So um, hopefully you guys notice the difference. So last week, we decided to step right into it. Right. Yeah, I, I want to. Who picks these topics? Can I? Can I get a vote? I mean, <laughs> in, insert cricket sound right here because it's. I promise it's not me. Oh, my goodness, buddy. Yeah. My anyway, goodness. so we stepped in it, and then we left there going, "Okay, there's some verses that we need to address." And then Michael has this brilliant thought: How about <laughs> I just send you some verses? And when I say he sent me some verses, guys, he sent me like fifty. So now we're going to start a series that says, does the Bible really say that? And then tonight's episode is, I want to get the phrasing correctly, does the cross provide for physical healing? Yeah, so this, as much as we tease about it, uh, after last week's uh, um, episode on declaring and decreeing, we got a it's, little bit of interesting uh, positive feedback and a little pushback saying, you know, well, what about this verse? What about that verse, right? And so that kind of ki kicks this off. Yep. And specifically what it came down to was the, the phrase that's often used. It says, by his stripes, we are healed. And you'll hear right. some say that, you know, um, basically that through the uh, cross of Calvary, that the Lord Jesus endured not just suffering for necessarily our spiritual atonement, but by his stripes, we were healed and he bore our sicknesses and diseases. And as a result of that, we have the opportunity to be completely free of those things. And that's where the challenge comes in yes. because they were saying we are declaring and decreeing what God's already promised us. That's right. And so here we find ourselves tonight. Yes. And, and as I did last week, and I think it's important to do this, there's going to be two uh, things I want to just get out up front. Whatever we discuss, this is not a, a discussion for cessationism, not cessationism. This is not a discussion of God heals or doesn't heal. This is not a discussion discounting what anybody may be going through. Correct. We really want to try to interpret Scripture uh, and let truth speak to us, not our emotions, not our certain bents that we each have or how we were raised. We want to look at the Word of God. And then the biggest identifier is we want to use context, 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 right? Absolutely. And and Scripture's got to interpret Scripture, and more clear Absolutely. Scripture will govern less clear, right? And it's just Absolutely. it's just a good way and a very accurate way to study God's Word, not to pick and choose. You hear that phrase, you know, the Bible buffet or, or you yeah. know, whatever you want. You just go around and pick what you want. And, just pick what and, you want out of context, yes. The one for tonight actually flows into three. There's three different sections, one in First Peter, one in Matthew, yes. and then that ties into Isaiah. And we're going to touch yes. on all three of them tonight. But yep. the first part of this comes out, and it was brought to our attention. It comes out of 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 to 25. Yes, sir. And the specific part that they focus on is down where it says very clearly in verse 24, the end of verse 24, by his wounds you have been healed. But we want to look at the whole section. 
Absolutely. Starting in verse 21, here's what it says. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Yes. So what you're saying is I can't just take verse 24, right? That says he... Um... He abides when we're healed and just go with that, well, right? You can, but it's going to get you in a whole it's lot of trouble. Me, right. <laughs> so we talked about learning to break these things down, right? And this is important, um, and it does take a little bit of effort. And I don't mean that in a demeaning way to anybody, but it does take effort when we're doing studies, right? We have to use context. So let's talk about verse 21. Just real quickly, let's run through these to try to layer it for everyone, right? So essentially, what have we been called to? What is the, the depiction of essentially verses up to 24, 21, 22, and 23, there is a call that we are called to, right? And then right. there is a clear instruction manual of how we should respond. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we're with no question. And the, the overarching theme is simply this. When we suffer, we're not to retaliate. When we yeah. suffer, for Christ's sake were to honestly, as it will say later in a different passage, count it joy. Yes. Yeah. And that, I think that's fun to focus on real quickly because oftentimes we think that as Christians, uh, we should not suffer. And unfortunately that is a sin problem and there will be suffering. The cool thing is though, he's provided us an instruction manual, right? So that that's essentially it. takes care of 21, 22, and 23. We then move on to 24, which is kind of where we're going to hang ourselves a little bit here, right? He says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Yeah. By his wounds, you have been healed. And then verse 25, let me read verse 25 because it's important. Yeah. For you were straying like sheep, but I but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to use one of these big words called atonement, right? Yes. We have to use that word in this case, because what we're talking about is Christ's atonement on the cross of Calvary for our sin. All right. And what some do is they want to say that physical healing, physical healing in this life now is guaranteed because of what Christ did on the cross at Calvary by his stripes, we were healed. And we're going to pick up another passage here in Matthew eight. And, and it's going to say something very similar. In fact, sure. almost even more directly. Yes. And they, they design and use the structure of these verses and the, and say that physical healing is part of the atonement. Absolutely. And I think one thing that would help clarify this verse, and obviously it is, um, it's referencing Isaiah 53, correct? I mean, uh, he's referencing that specific uh, set of passages, right? So I think one thing that would help is for us to understand what the atonement is. Yeah. And, and I agree. And I, and, and, and this too, I, th I think is, is, is key. 
and did did you catch the fact that it was past tense? It yes. said are yeah. healed. Yes. Right. Yeah. Are healed. Um, and this cl- using the past tense, this clearly is not about physical healing now. Although they will turn that and say, "No, you, it, we have been healed of those. We don't have the problem anymore, but we still do because we live in a broken and fallen That's world." Right. Its That's past right. tense indicates an accomplished fact. Right. It's that accomplished. It was, what it was, was accomplished? Yeah. Our salvation was yes. provided for. Yes. Right. Yes. It's done. We. We can absolutely be healed of our sins. We can, we can die to our sinful nature through the power of the Holy Spirit. Christ's suffering, his wounds, his stripes left by the lashes, his death, it all accomplished healing. And that healing was a salvation of all who will trust Amen. in him as our Savior. Amen. Amen. Now, you made a comment. You said, well, we, we, we've got to talk a little bit about what the atonement really is. Yes. And I, and I agree with you. Um, in fact, we shared a video this week that I thought was really interesting. I knew you would enjoy. It kind of it pictured the atonement. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, just the whole idea of um, what the high priest had to do, right, to um, to be in right standing with God. And when you look at it through, and we may share it um, actually as a video to supplement this. I think it would be cool to share it on our page um, to see that and then parallel that with the depiction of what Jesus did on the cross of him giving us access to be in right standing with God through salvation is absolutely amazing. And when we look at the atonement um, and how Yom Kippur was done um, and is still done in the Jewish tradition, we don't really practice that, right? Because of, of Jesus. But when you look at it from that standpoint, and then you see what he did for us on the cross, it really does change how we read Isaiah 53. We no longer look through the lens of, well, it's salvation, but it provides for my guaranteed healing. It's about redemption. It's providing a way of redemption back to the Lord. It is. And I, and I, and I, I want to camp here on, on, on the idea of the day of atonement uh, for just a minute. And you've already mentioned its name in the old Testament. It's referred and we still is today uh, as Yom Kippur. And it's the most holy day on the Jewish calendar. Okay. Correct. And literally the most holy day. And it's the one time once a year, once a year, the high priest would go in behind the Holy of Holies, behind the veil of the Holy of Holies in front of the ark and would sprinkle the blood um, of, of the sacrifice in atonement for the people. Sure. And he would intercede for the people once a year, re- reestablishing them and, and, and making them right with God. Right. It's a beautiful image Yeah. that by the shedding of blood, there's remission of sins. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a couple. Well, there's actually three different pieces of it, multiple pieces, if you will. Uh, there's two goats that are involved, and a bull that's involved. And one of the goats, a red ribbon, is tied on its head, yes. and it's let go out into the wilderness. It's called the scapegoat. Yes. And there's a there's a there's beautiful imagery in in it of of laying the hands on and transferring the sins of the people to the animals, to the animals as they yeah. are then sacrificed for their sins. I mean, it's an amazing, beautiful thing. Yom Kippur, the most holy day on the Jewish calendar okay that atonement for the jewish people made them right with god it pointed beautifully to the cross of christ and what christ was going to do on calvary for us right 
which leads us to Isaiah 53 and our whole idea of it being a spiritual healing. He is providing um, that scapegoat, right? He is providing the shedding of blood for our sins, and, and it's something that he accomplished on the cross, to your point in First Peter, being past tense. Absolutely. In fact, but before we get to Isaiah 53, we've got to pick up the second verse in Matthew 8 that they all key on. And I say they all, please understand, we're we're trying to address those who say that physical healing is absolutely guaranteed and provided for in the atonement in this life. They grab Matthew 8, verses 14 through 17. Here's what it says. Yes. Uh, And when Jesus had entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand and, and the fever left her and she arose and began to serve them. That evening, they brought to him many who were oppressed of demons and he cast out the spirits and the word uh, with a word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Okay, buddy. Now, hold on. Hold on. Let me throw on the brakes. Let me, let me be a little play antagonist here, right? Um, he, it, it clearly says that he fulfilled what the prophet Isaiah spoke of, that he took yes. our illnesses and bore our diseases. So um, I'm, I, how is this not physical healing? Right. And so this is where, and, and, and we, we want to be so tender with this. Absolutely. You know, there are a lot of channels and there are a lot of people who are very quick to get on and be critical and, and, you know, say this person is, you know, they use very strong language. They're dumb. They're yes. stupid. They're stuff. Right. And, and that's not our heart. Our, our heart is to, to search out the truth. Right. Amen. Because, because if, if you're watching this, your heart, you have a passion for God. You have a passion for his word. You have a passion to be accurate and right. And, and we have no desire to, to necessarily come up with a bent. Our heart and our desire is to seek God and his face and, and, and for absolute truth. So we, we approach this very humbly, please. But this is a great question. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Interestingly enough, though, it points directly to Isaiah 53. Yes. Okay. Right. So it seems that both the first Peter passage, which echoed this passage in Matthew and the Matthew passage, all key on this beautiful passage in Isaiah 53. Now yes. let's just take just a second. Okay. Okay. This is, this is, this is fantastic. When we come to this place, Isaiah 53 is probably in my humble opinion, the most powerful testimony and biography of the living God of all creation uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ's life it, in it, the entire scripture. It, it's the very essence of who he, who he uh, is, right? It is Jesus's biography. It, 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 it's called the suffering servant. Many refer to it as a suffering servant, but in the writer, Isaiah, whose name actually means salvation is yeah. of Yahweh or, or yeah. Yahweh saves, right? Yeah. Um, he lives debatable, probably up to about 681 uh, BC. So the writing of this is about 700 years okay. before Christ. Yeah. I was going to say one. five or six. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Okay. It's about seven, yeah. yeah. And and here in fifty three, what we find is we find we find the Messiah's uh, you know the coming of Messiah, his rejection, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, yeah. the, the entire biography of Jesus. It's right here in fifty three. It's amazing, and it's written seven hundred years ish yeah. before Christ is ever born. Sure. Now look, for those who may question Isaiah fifty three in itself, if you go to the shrine of the book, right, which is a wing in in, in Israel Museum there in Jerusalem, you can see what's called the Dead Sea Scrolls. They're on display. 
Okay, they were discovered in 47 to 56. Um, you probably heard as a young man was looking for his goats through a rock in a cave, heard a clay pot break. Anyway, they pulled about a, searched about 11 different caves there in Qumran, and they came up with these incredible scrolls. One of the scrolls had the book of Isaiah in one complete roll. It's amazing, word for oh, word. Yeah. And what's incredible is that particular transcript was copied about 100 to 150 wow. years before Christ. So even that transcript way predates Christ by sure. a century and a half, right? Yeah. It, it's incredible. So Isaiah is writing, and he writes these words in verses 1 through 6, and it's so incredible. Who has believed what he has heard from us and whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed for he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of the dry ground. He had no form of majesty that we would look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. Mm. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. And we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. Amen. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Amen. Amen. Oh, such, a cool, such a cool depiction, right? Such an and, awesome depiction. I think that that was 700 roughly years before it actually happened is, is amazing. Oh it's unbelievable, right? right? But let's, we, we, we got to stay on target here. And, yeah. and they come yeah. up and they say, obviously, um, that with his wounds, we are healed. Okay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, now you asked me the you question forgot. about yep. Matthew. Yes. Okay. Because he's referencing it, right? Matthew, I mean, in, in the book of Matthew, it, it's pointing to Isaiah, right? So now it would seem as if we have contradictions, right, of First Peter, Matthew, they're both pointing to the same set of Scripture, and we're interpreting them a little differently, perhaps. Well, and and you know, go go. Let's let's roll back up to the Matthew passage, right, and 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 look at that, where where it says very clearly, you know. And go yeah, ahead and you yeah, can read yeah. that back. Matthew 8, 17 says, This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, as some who would hide their faces would despise and esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs mm -hmm. and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God. And he was afflicted, but he was pierced. Why? For our, our iniquities. Yeah. He was crushed. Why? For our iniquity. Yeah. yeah. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us what? Peace. Amen. Isaiah very clearly speaks of the atonement. He very clearly speaks that Christ would be crushed, bruised, whipped, beaten, physically mutilated for us, taking yeah. the place that we deserve to have as sinners. Sure. Absolutely. This is a spiritual healing. This is an yeah. opportunity to have our chastisement taken away, be placed on and our transgressions way. and our iniquities Amen. removed and put 
on the living God of all creation. Amen. There is no way to misread that. Uh, I agree. And when we look at it from the uh, viewpoint of what the atonement was before this, right? Uh, and we we kind of discussed this earlier that when the high priest went in, it was nothing but a spiritual thing of forgiveness and being to right standing with the Lord, right? There was no uh, physical healing involved in that when they, you know, they went to the uh, the bull, right? They went to the two goats. Uh, the shedding of the blood, going in there three different times, the constant uh, shedding of the blood, it was a representation of of wanting to be in right standing in there with the Lord and, uh, and there needing to be a sacrifice. There was nothing physical about that. So we have to look at what Jesus did on Calvary in that same manner because they're a reflection of each other. They absolutely are. And someone would say, and, and I know you're very passionate about this, that we do ultimately have the promise of physical healing. Sure. And absolutely. that's absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But that, that, that is when we are yeah. on the other side of this life in Jesus's presence. There's going to be a point when he makes a new heaven, a new earth, Amen. and everything's going to be recreated Amen. beautifully. Amen. And, and that's the hope, buddy. That's the hope. When I was doing this study last night and, and reading through here, uh, it, it, that is the amazing hope that even through the chaos of life, through our sin, right? Through sickness and the things that we face, um, everybody's facing something. It seems like, especially nowadays, the hope is that one day full restoration, full restoration will come when he comes back. That, that's right. And, and, and the atonement is, is so incredibly precious. Christ's death and resurrection in that moment, in that act, we have the way to the one and only God. Uh, Amen. We also have a future with him eternally with a glorified body that's and a cool. new heaven, a new earth once the curse is removed. Uh, we have an incredible future with him. The heartbreak of it is, is when people want to make this about right now and say, I am healed because Christ healed me because of what he did on the cross. Does God heal today? Absolutely. Yes. Are we called to pray? Absolutely. Yes. 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 But but Paul himself tells Timothy to take a little wine for his stomach. James tells us to call for the elders elders and pray when we are sick. Uh, Paul asks uh, for a release from his thorn thorn in the the flesh, right? Even if, does God heal? Yes. Epaphrodite. He was sick and and, and Paul says, but God, he was sick unto death, right? But Paul said God had mercy on him. Amen. We're to take our illnesses to the great physician, and he can Amen. and does Amen. often yeah. heal. Yes. Sometimes in this life, sometimes in the next. Right. But the beauty of the atonement, the incredible part of the atonement, is our complete relief Amen. and release of our guilt. Amen. You know, I, I don't want to miss this opportunity here, buddy. You, you know, when you go before a judge and, and you've done something wrong and mm-hmm. the judge, a, a just judge won't wink. A just judge said there's a penalty to pay for that, sure. right? Yeah. There's a penalty to pay for that. And Christ bore that penalty for us. Amen. And I, and I love the picture we get in Matthew chapter eight, verse two, when the man comes and says, and behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Wow. Isn't that awesome? If you will. Either way, God gets the glory in this. Amen. Either way, God gets the glory. I never, ever, ever want to be, want to look at the atonement 
as something other or diluted by anything other than Christ's incredible, unbelievable, passionate, and selfless yes. gift on the cross of Calvary Amen. for your and my sin. Amen. And that and and I, I was actually thinking that and I was trying to find a way to say it that when we look at the atonement uh, outside of the amazing spiritual healing that provided and and I'm not uh, hopefully I don't feel anybody when I say this but we almost dilute how important it is and how precious it precious it is yeah. it is an amazing um it's overwhelming to think about to your point that there's someone that stood in the gap stood in the place for you um so that one day you can be made whole. That is just, I love that picture. I love it. It's amazing. And I, and, and again, there's two thoughts I want to take away from this study. One is that if we will look at the history of Yom Kippur, the atonement, we look at all these verses using context, it's about spiritual healing. Yes. And we, we can look at it from that standpoint. And then we can also hold on to the amazing hope that one day, one day we will all be made whole. Yes. When he comes back, buddy. I love that. It, it provides hope for me, and I'm hoping that it provides hope and encouragement for everyone that's listening. Amen, brother. Amen. Want to pray us out, bud? Father, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to look at your word. Father, we don't dare come arrogantly. We come as students, we, we, we come studying, we come looking, we, we come seeking truth. We come to your word asking you to speak to us. Father, we thank you for the provision on the cross of Calvary. We thank you for the beauty of the atonement. We thank you for the imagery of Yom Kippur. Father, it's so beautiful the way that the shedding of blood provided a, a remission of sin. And, and how that pointed to Calvary and to Christ. Father, help us not to dilute that. Help us not to make it anything less than it, than it is. And Father, certainly, we know you're the great physician. We know you heal. Yes. And Father, we trust you with our every day, and we give you the authority to do that in our lives. But Father, we ask that you help us not to read into Scripture either. But Father, help us mm -hmm. to read Scripture for what it says. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Father that you were bruised for our iniquities. Father, thank you that you were broken for our transgressions. Thank you, Father, Jesus. that you took our sin on the cross of Calvary, that we can spend eternity with you. We love you, Jesus. Amen. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 As always, buddy, loved it. Thanks for hanging out with this Bridge family. Make sure to do all the fun stuff. Now I need Michael to do the pointing thing. Yes, thank you, buddy. I need you to do the pointing thing. Uh, you just went out of focus when you do that, but I, I appreciate the pointing thing. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, all the fun stuff you do on YouTube. Uh, we're on podcast every week. Um, we're throwing up a, a, a new podcast audio version for those that want to just listen and maybe not look at us, which I completely understand. Face uh, <laughs> for radio. For radio. The candle right here, guys. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. See you guys. Bye. Radio. <laughs>